for for all things ATL. For everything Falcons. First to the end zone, touchdown! This is Peachtree Football. Now, your host, Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Dylan Matthews, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan, and we are Peachtree Football. Make sure you guys like Peachtree Football, download Peachtree Football, subscribe to Peachtree Football as well. We are on the Odyssey app. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are wherever you get your podcast. So you get Peachtree Football anywhere in the world. Bo Morgan, oh, we got a pretty rough game to talk about here for a little bit, but Let's start off on a on a little bit of a high note because we are coming back from Christmas and I just want to know what was Squid Billy's number one gift this year. And you know what? I'm going to expand it just a little bit, Squid. What was the number one gift you received and what do you think is the number one gift you gave this year? Well, I was not prepared for this, so um, I don't know how to handle this. Um, somebody's always going to get their feelings hurt yeah. when you um, when you uh, do this, when you talk about this kind of stuff. But um, I did ask for a deep freezer, okay? Because my um, my upstairs. If you guys listen to Duke Samaldal, um, you probably know that I have an issue buying meat. Where if I see it on sale, I buy it, even if I'm not ready to cook it or need it. So I'll freeze it. Right. And, um, I've you know, I've got a couple of briskets, a couple of pork butts, some steaks. I've got, you know, venison in there. I've had a lot in there. And so I, um, I basically, um, I threw it on the list for my, my, my parents always want to list. My yeah. parents still do a good job of, even though I'm old. They, they do a good job of still trying to provide me with whatever I want they think I need. Right. Um, and I just threw it on the list thinking, you know, they wouldn't get it. And I was going to buy it for myself anyways. Yeah. Um, I was going to use a little bit of Falcons money. So there you go. Even I should, I don't know why I'm talking like that, but you know, we all, everybody knows we do Falcon stuff. We get a little extra. Yeah. We um, get a little extra scrap. Um, and, uh, you know, I was gonna, I was going to use that and, and buy me one, but my parents had one delivered a couple of weeks ago um, for Christmas. So nice. that was um, that was cool for me. That was probably my my biggest and um, one of my best. Uh, I also got a um, one of those massage guns for your muscles. Oh, okay, wife got me that. That was pretty cool. Um, given, I mean, I, I don't really know. Uh, I got my wife whatever she put on her list, and. Yeah. Um, I thought I did a good job with that, but I did get my dad something. He's got a um, he 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 actually got a good bit spent on him this year from me because I bought him um, center caps for his '93 uh, GT 50 Mustang Ooh. that he's got. They bought it. They bought it. I remember. I remember when it was a kid. They bought it, and he's kept it. And I think he's at the point now with it. Last I talked to him, where you're kind of kind of rebuilding it in a way. I mean, the car is uh-huh. now what thirty years old. Um, so you're not rebuilding it per se, but, you know, replacing things that have kind of weathered time over the last 30 years to keep it in pristine shape. So um, that made me feel good to be able to uh, get something for that because that car means a lot to him. So that was kind of cool for me. No, that oh, that is that is a super dope and super thoughtful gift squid. So 
Look at you, Squid Billy, the good gift giver, man. He's out well, here looking like Santa Claus. Wasn't thoughtful. I mean, he said, "Hey, I can. Why don't you get me these?" And I was like, "If you want, if you want something to get me, I, I'll take these." And I was like, "Uh, those are expensive." <laughs> <laughs> but um, I made it work. So that's the problem awesome. is they're not here yet. I mean, huh? he knows, but they yeah. got delayed, and so mm. they won't be here to like mid January now. Oh wow! So there's no rush for him to to to, to put them on. Obviously, as the yeah. car runs without them, but right. Um, I just kind of hate how they're not here yet. So yeah, how about you? What about you? Um, I will say the best give a uh, gift I received probably I got some uh new shoes unexpectedly that I really like. Um, so Simone got me some new shoes, and then the best gift I gave. So uh, Simone was talking about there was these new like WNBA hats, like kind of throwback WNBA hats that dropped. Um, and I got the I got two of those for her. and She wasn't expecting it at all. Um, and she was talking about like how she was about to buy them for herself. Um, but, you know, she didn't end up pulling the trigger. So I got those and she was really excited. So that that that, that was probably it for me. So it was it sounded like it was a it was a good time for both of us. So I'm happy to hear that. However, on Saturday, it was not a good time for me, you, or the Atlanta Falcons, Bo. They lose 9-17 to to the Baltimore Ravens. Don't get a touchdown in this game. They were able to move the ball, Squid, but just couldn't quite finish in the red zone. And, I mean, everybody has kind of pointed to the Drake London fumble as kind of the climax of the, you know, the the, the game kind of or, you know, I mean, not necessarily a turning point, but maybe the that final kind of dagger. Um, but I mean, it, it just overall, the Falcons just couldn't really get anything. I mean, I don't even want to say you couldn't get anything going because you got stuff going. You just couldn't punch it in when you needed to. Yeah, I think um, it, it. You know, I've, I've tried to go back and reprocess this game, but. Um, it was a frustrating game in many ways. I mean, mm-hmm. the offense didn't have a terrible day. That they ran no. way under their average. Right. Um, the team normally averages like 165 yards a game, and this was one of the best run defenses in the league. Um, in fact, the third best. And you still ran for 30 yards more than they give up every week. But you only ran for 115. I thought Algier had another good game. Yep. Um, but honestly, I thought Desmond Ritter – uh, was it? It was clearly um, another day of growth for him. Yeah. Um, you know, he he's continuing to kind of grow um, as a player, and you know, you look at him. He went twenty-two of thirty-three for uh, two eighteen. I, I thought he looked extremely comfortable in the pocket um, compared to last week. I thought his pocket presence was much better. Um, felt like he stood in there a little bit longer. I thought protection was actually pretty good. Yeah, um, for sure. It, honestly, I've been very hard on the offensive line as a pass protection offensive line. Now, now uh, 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 Desmond did get sacked a couple a couple of times, but I thought that they did a pretty good job um, of allowing him to kind of go through progressions. Uh, and I thought Drake London, other than the fumble, had a really good game. Yeah, uh, the fumble was uh, unfortunate and. It's funny because if you guys are fortunate enough, if you're Falcons fans, you're fortunate enough to be able to listen to the radio broadcast, which I obviously um, 
promote and yeah. and, and, and would um would, would would lean on you to do that because I think the the the, the knowledge that comes from our own Dave Archer is 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 uh second to none. And right. I, I think that if you were able to watch that and you were able to listen, Arch mentioned in pregame with Chris Coforth and Harper LaBelle about they were talking about sleeves and how sleeves um when the ball gets cold like that, the ball gets slick. And mm-hmm. in your hands, now these guys got gloves on, but uh, you know, like for a quarterback throwing the ball, if you don't wear gloves, your hands, uh, the ball expands, it gets slippery, and then you know it's harder to hold and harder to throw, and because of your hands dry out and stuff. Um, now with running the ball, Art's talked about with wearing sleeves that how you know that creates basically a slippery surface with some of these sleeves, yep. and it don't help the ball when Drake makes the catch. If you go back and watch the video, he's trying to secure the catch and the ball is moving in his arm and he even puts two hands on it and secures it a little bit and then he runs and then it's punched out. Uh, I don't know. I know that it was clearly a secured catch, but the ball was moving in his hand and he was trying to secure that ball. Um, if you paid attention, we, we we mentioned it on the broadcast, but he rips his sleeves off in the timeout. Um and he did play the rest of the game without sleeves and no more issues. So I think Drake is learning some uh, some things like that, and I think it's good. Like, I think there's a lot of good coming from guys like Drake. Ritter showed me a lot yes. um, Sunday. And, you know, if you were disappointed and said he wasn't an NFL quarterback after a 13-for-26 performance, that's great. I, I, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you about that. Um, I understand – why there was frustration. I think it would first start. But you go back, and now you look at what he did last week, and I know that they didn't get in the end zone, and people are going to hark on that. And, look, again, completely understandable. But, you know, he completed uh, right at or right under 67% of his passes on Sunday. Uh, I thought he did pretty well. Now, this isn't a great pass defense, but – um but I thought it was a good growing, a, a good date of growth for the rookie. No, it, it was. I love, like you said, what I saw from Desmond Ritter. He definitely seemed a little more poised. And it just looked like he was quickly learning from his mistakes. And that's a big key to me, Bo. It's not about Desmond Ritter making these mistakes because he's a rookie quarterback. Mistakes are going to be made, and we all just have to accept that. And I think most of us do. It is how quickly he learns from those mistakes and, you know, how many more times is he going to make that same mistake again? And it seemed like, again, he quickly learned from his mistakes and, you know, he he didn't make the same mistake twice a whole lot, it seemed like. So just the growth, like you said, from Desmond Ritter was really impressive. And they opened things up more. And again, part of that is, you know, you you were trailing, but still they opened things up more. Uh, it, he threw 33, he had 33 pass attempts. Wanna, and that that kind of says a lot to me. And again, again, I know we're trailing, so that that does change your game plan. You got to throw the ball around a little bit more. But that does to me still say a lot because it was a close game. Um, I mean, mostly throughout, you were kind of always within reach to a certain extent. But the fact that Arthur Smith opened things up for Desmond even more, let him throw the ball around even more, uh, means a lot to me because it was like you said, a cold environment. You know, usually in cold environments like that, you run the ball heavily. But no, Desmond Ritter 
open uh Desmond got things opened up for him. He threw the ball around and he was pretty efficient doing it. Like you said, 22 or 33, 218 yards. So uh, he finished with a uh, a rating of 85.2. So yeah, I I liked the day from Desmond Ritter. Well, again, you were you were going up against a good football team. Yeah, and look at this. I mean, look, if you want to compare the numbers week over week, um you know, New Orleans' defense is no slouch. This defense is no slouch. Nope. The, the, the secondary is a little banged up. You still had Marlon Humphrey and Kyle Hamilton yep. um, in the in the secondary. But look, I mean, his first for his first game, he doesn't come. He doesn't throw for a hundred yards. He was a fifty percent uh, com- completion percentage. He took four sacks. Yep. And his average um, yards, you know, his his average completion was less than four yards. Um, and then in, in one week, uh, uh, you know, week two is his second career start in adverse conditions, again, on the road yep. in a, what felt like two degrees <laughs> with like a 20-mile-an-hour wind, 25-mile-an-hour wind at times. Yeah. The guy um, threw for almost 220 yards. He he almost – he completed 66 – it was 66.7% his completion. Mm-hmm. His yards per uh, completion doubled. It yep. went from three seven to six seven. Yep. Um, he took only two sacks. I mean, everywhere the QBR, the rating, everything took just um, huge jumps. And you can say, well, he didn't have anywhere to go but up. Well, no, not really. I mean, he could have had a bad day again. So I think the growth look that is tremendous growth. Now let's see him at home uh, against a defense can, that can that can get after you. You know, JJ Watt. Uh, in Arizona, they're playing really well right now up front. Uh, he 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 in particular. So let's see another th- uh, 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 growth period from this guy. Yeah, yeah. And I expect another step to be taken forward. And Drake London is a guy, another rookie that we're talking about. Look, um, you know, I thought the offense looked more like the fans kind of have kind of expected it to look mm-hmm. um, uh, because they. Um, uh, you know, that they kind of – they wanted to see it opened up more. But look at Drake London's last three games. Um, now, the offense is – I feel like they've, they've thrown more the last three weeks than we've kind of seen on average. But this guy has got six receptions for 95 yards against the, the Steelers. That was with Marcus still in there. Yep. And then last week, seven for 70. And then on Saturday, he had seven for 96. Um, now, there's some fumbles in there. But he's really start his production has jumped. I mean, he this guy has twenty receptions in his last um in last what? Uh three Game. weeks. Yeah. And this guy has sixty one total for the season. So twenty of his sixty one receptions have came in the last three weeks. They've played. Another guy who's starting to grow and 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 take that step. A lot of positives. I know that it's a negative game, but I felt like uh, you know, as a whole, look, I felt like Desmond Ritter outplayed um, Tyler Huntley. Yeah, oh, I most like, definitely. I feel like Drake London um, outplayed uh, Mark Andrews, yep. who's, their, who's their stud tight end, who's one of the best tight ends in, in the league. Now, Gus Edwards had 11 for 99, so I'm not going to say that, that Algier out, outplayed him, but Algier – ran for tough yards and mm-hmm. I just feel like there's a lot of good to be taken away from this game and I know that we got eliminated but you went into a team that's nine and five in their home field and in, in adverse conditions and 
you you, you were in the game the whole time. Um, I felt like there were some horrible calls. Yes. Um, the Desmond Ritter uh, intentional grounding was as horse crap as I've seen one in a long time. <laughs> I just bring that up. I said it was a BS call in the booth uh, in in a um, in a commercial break, and it was. Yeah. Uh, the the quarterback or, or the quarterback Ritter rolled out. He um he was out of the pocket and he was throwing the ball probably away, but he was going to sell it past the line of scrimmage and over there was a receiver in the area's head. Well, his hand got hit. His, his elbow gets hit right here. Yeah. Affects the throw by rule. That's supposed to automatically not be um, intentional grounding, but. Exactly. Guess what? The referees blew that one along with three or four other calls they blew in this game. Just Bill Vinovich's crew was absolute garbage, and he should have been ashamed of the garbage that he he was on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, the, the refs did not do us any favors at all. Like you said, that intentional grounding call was trash, and there were a bunch of other trash calls. But he brought up a good point. We we definitely – Tyler only was only 9-17, 115 yards. He did throw the one touchdown pass, but, I mean, okay, it, you know, it kind of is what it is. Um, that was really more of a great catch by Demarcus Robinson. But uh, anywho, I do um, when you, when you, when you talk about uh, Desmond Ritter, just to kind of put a, a put a bow on him. I love that we're seeing the, like you said, not not just the growth, but you know that connection between Desmond Ritter and Drake Lennon, That's real, and that is going to keep on evolving. And it's going to keep on getting better and better. And I mean, we all wanted to see going into this quarterback change. We all wanted to see what just Desmond Ritter had. And we are seeing that. And now we're seeing that he has the ability to be a starting quarterback in this league. And I mean, that's all we really wanted to see. We, we didn't necessarily expect him to show out. We didn't necessarily expect him to ball out. We just wanted to see, you know, the potential that was there. We wanted to see. Uh, a little sneak peek into what is hopefully the future uh, of the Atlanta Falcons and hopefully the franchise quarterback. And we're seeing that. So I think this is a, you know, even though, like you said, we got eliminated from this football game, this is a time to be excited because you can be excited about what you're seeing from Desmond Ritter. You can be excited about the growth you're seeing from Desmond Ritter. You can be excited about what we're seeing from Drake Lennon, even those a few fumbles in there. Like you said, 20 receptions in the past three games and you know, he, he's racking up the yards. I mean, he he's not gonna probably not gonna get to a, a thousand yards. That'll that'll be crazy if he did. But you know he's gonna finish with a pretty good rookie season. Drake London is so. Even though you're eliminated from the playoffs, this is not at all gonna be a lost season because there's gonna be even more growth in these next two games. And Desmond is gonna get even more experience under his belt. He's gonna build even more of a rapport with Drake London and and all these other guys. Tyler Algier is gonna get even better. So even though. The Atlanta Falcons are eliminated from the playoffs. There's still a lot to be done in this season. There's still a lot of growth to be made. And, you know, the, the Falcons still have a mission on their hands. And, you know, that's becoming the, the best football team they can be and, and carrying some momentum into next season, Squid. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple of guys that you could talk about like that that yep. can carry this momentum. Um, I know you named, uh, you know, you're talking about Drake, but, like, I think right now Desmond's going to be able to carry some of that momentum. I yeah. think people thinking that, hey, oh, the Falcons are just going to go draft a quarterback. I'm not so sure. Yeah, I'm not um, certain about that now. Continue to see growth in the last two weeks and maybe win or two, one or two of these games. I think Desmond Ritter <clears throat> very much – I don't understand what people watch. I really don't. 
I don't know. Did did people – this is what frustrated me. I'm listening to the radio this morning. I'm not going to mm-hmm. kill my own guys, but I am going to kill them a little bit. Well, we, <laughs> I mean, we still don't know what we've got, and we've got we, – we, we, you know, a quarterback. Well, what, what have you seen that makes you feel negatively about exactly. the, about the quarterback? I mean, there's growth. Look, again, I, I guess we're, we, we are so overreactionary. And I think it's just – I think it's lack of knowledge of the game, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. to where people thought that Ritter was going to step in and take a team that was honestly deficient in the passing game in all areas. The pass protection was bad. The options of receiver were not very good. And that Ritter was going to step in and, th- and throw the ball 40 times a game for 400 yards and you were going to roll. I don't know what the hell these people – thought was going to happen it's like but, they it's like it's like in his bow in his second in the second game of his career literally the second game of his career it's like they're wanting him to put up Patrick Mahomes numbers when he doesn't have a roster first and foremost like the Kansas City Chief he, he's not Patrick Mahomes and nobody's expecting to be Patrick Mahomes right now it's like that's it's like that's what they want to see from him. did, did Desmond Ritter did Desmond Ritter cost the Falcons the game on no. Sunday no I, I don't know if you can no. say he did um I, I Again, you had a you had a you had a touchdown call back off of yep. just a horrible holding call. It wasn't he even did. holding. He shoved the guy down. That's that's that's, that's legal. What the block is exactly. Yeah. That was a llama day. Um, I just don't know what what people um what people want. I mean, this guy took a huge leap. Um, if you ask a person, and, and I have, I've done this. This is why I know. You ask a personnel guy what they were looking for. Um. In, in, in Desmond in his first two games, they would tell you, well, growth. Uh, yeah. I want to see how he handles the situations. I thought in New Orleans he handled it. And I was talking to a um, <clears throat> a personnel guy um, and uh, over the over the weekend, and they said, you know, well, what did you see out of Desmond in week one? And they, and they talked about things we talked about where he got right. more comfortable as the game went on. Um, his, his, con- his control at the line of scrimmage with checks and – and uh, line line shifts, et cetera, was very really good. He did a lot of that on Sunday. Um, he's in. He's funny because if you watch him, uh, he is in complete control at the line, which is a really oh, yeah. really good thing to see. You can For tell sure. he's really um, grasped the offense, uh, and and I think that's one of the reasons why Arthur waited. But you know, you look at that, and then you turn around and you look at. Um, the uh, uh you know but the deficiencies and this team still needs to run the ball a lot um i just you know tyler algier um another he had 74 yards so this guy is 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 a player that now um he is i think i think algier now is almost is over 800 and something yards uh, yeah. as, as as a rusher in his rookie year so what, fifth what, round pick it, in a game, in a, in a, in a season where he didn't start off right away, he was inactive in week one. Squid, that, so you you got to think about that too. He hasn't even played in all of these games. No, I'm, 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 yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And and the thing about it is his his carries. I mean, again, let's talk about where these guys have gone. Uh, on on November twentieth, he had eight carries for fifty five yards, and mm-hmm. now it, and it's went from eleven to ten to seventeen to eighteen. He's now starting to get. A lion's share of the carries. Yep. He's becoming a workhorse. This is what this guy's going to be next year. So now yep. you've got that. You, you know, you, yeah, of course, you got CP another year. Um, and then you could probably, you know, and Caleb Huntley's going to be out, but you could probably bring, you're probably going to bring in another guy to yep. help with the running back situation. So now that looks like it's a pretty good 
um, scenario. Talked about you talked about Drake. You're gonna get Kyle back hopefully, but now you're building with with other guys like Evan Cady's has had a has had a pretty good season, but he could be better with some help. Um, Troy Anderson is, is a guy that's really starting to kind of take over that position, and uh, from Michael Walker, and now you're gonna see him moving forward. Um, so it, it's just there's a lot of there's a lot of guys, or young guys that are playing well that I think are gonna start. With, with with some veteran with some the roster getting better with some money to spend in another draft, uh, I think there's some some good things to look at, and I think there's some there's a lot of momentum being built, and I'd like to see them go ahead and win these last two games. You guys can talk about draft position all the hell you want. I don't give a damn. It's the NFL draft. It's not the NBA. Right. Um, you're gonna find the first three rounds. You should find starters in the NFL draft, um, or put starter potential players if you make the right picks. So. Uh, I'm not worried about draft position. I want to want to build momentum, win some games, and have all these young guys feeling good about themselves going into the offseason and take that next step. Yeah, and right now, if you think about our first uh, three draft picks, there were Drake London, Arnold Ebicady, Desmond Ritter. All those guys start. So uh, Troy Anderson's a second-round pick, too. So oh, Troy, yeah, you're right. We had two for yeah. so, Yep, and, uh, and Troy Anderson has turned himself well. Starters don't really matter on defense, but he is getting a lot of the percentage of snaps if you when you look at it that way because that's the thing you need to pay attention to the most. But you know, it, it, right now this this draft class seems like it's 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 a pretty good hit because Tyler Algier is as well. You know, you keep going down the line, but you know, you you brought up the draft, and I want to talk about that for just a second because you know, like you said about I want to go back to when you're talking about you know, are we going to draft the quarterback? I don't think there's a need at all for us to draft a quarterback because, again, I think we established, you know, a a few episodes ago that even though we are seeing, you know, a lot of good things from Desmond Ritter, this is still not going to be quite big enough a sample size in these four games to truly know what he has. So, you know, and again, I'm just spitballing here. But in my opinion, I would think you would want to, you know, Hopefully let Desmond Ritter start things out next season and, you know, just see what happens with Desmond Ritter as, as the start of next season, see where you start out. And as far as draft goes, you know, uh, man, forget a quarterback. You have so many other holes you can fill. I mean, depending on where we end up in draft position, I don't know where we're going to end up. And like you said, it doesn't really matter because there's some good guys there, but just think of, you know, talent in the first round. I don't know if we'll be high enough to get Will Anderson, but he's there. Jalen Carter, our very own Jalen Carter from, Georgia, he's going to be there. Um, Brian Brees from Clemson, the the, uh, the interior defensive lineman from Clemson. We, maybe, you know, we, we want to dabble our feet in offensive lineman and get Peter uh, Skaronsky. So, I mean, these are just other talented guys, you know, specifically kind of in the trenches. I mean, Will Edge is more of an edge player, but you you see where I'm going with that. There are so many other yeah, things you could do. You see, you got You're gonna have to lose the last two games. You, you, if you're, if you want Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, you got to be right. top four. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys are gonna be gone. Um, okay. There's no doubt. Right. Those guys. The, you know, Jalen Carter is gonna be the first. Could be the first player off the board. He, um, he honestly could. Yeah. He'll you're be the first right. defensive player, and Will Anderson could be the second player, and yeah. will definitely be the probably the second defensive player off the board. I'd yeah. love to have them. Don't get me wrong. Oh, but for sure. I, I don't think those guys are yeah. gonna be there. I'll yeah. take Will Anderson all day long. Will Anderson is the total package. He is a yes. smart, smart player. Um, he is a great – I mean, guy's guys a freak physically, but he is one of the smartest players you'll find coming out of this draft. 
Um, Brian Breesy is another guy that is uh, is a hell of a player. Big, physical, tough kid. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that worries me, and I don't, I, and I'm sorry that I don't know off the top of my head, but I don't know the body of, of Breesy. Just how you know, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, he he's a so he's. Let's see. He's um trying to trying to figure out some some measurable. He's six five three oh seven. So he's big enough. He's a guy that you could put in there. Big biscuit. Uh, you'd like a little bit more. You'd like him to be a little bit bigger, but that height, um, he could yeah. play that nose because right. I think that's what people forget about Grady is yeah. Grady's only six foot, yeah, uh, three hundred pounds, and at that weight, uh, at that size with the height and everything, it's a little bit. He's a little bit, you know, he just really isn't that true, that that true nose uh, in a lot of ways. I mean, he can do it, and, and he's done a great job, and it's not anything to take away from Grady, but it, I just don't uh, – he's not your traditional big um, nose tackle, and I think Breesy could play that, yeah. uh, that one technique a lot more than um, – and, and be, a, be, a, be a good uh, presence there. But, look, there's going to be players all in this draft, as always, right. and, and – and it's premature for us to really talk about it right now because we don't yeah. know the you, you don't know who's staying, who's going. Exactly. Um, all these damn super COVID uh, years these guys have, <laughs> and then you got the fact that right. pops at the combine. Um, yeah, you're right. So They're also, unfortunately, we you know I wish nobody injury at the combine, but we did unfortunately see guys like you know David Ajabo go down with injury. He got, and luckily he still got drafted, but obviously it affected his draft position a lot. He would have been a first round pick, and, and now he's been he active have, Sunday yeah. against us too. So yeah, exactly. still not back in a you know back to your point like yep um where where they would like to have him exactly. And, and to just quickly uh, wrap things up and and put a bow on everything, you know, you you if you want to just a quick look at positioning and still there's still two games left, so a lot could change and a lot will change. You know, you think about teams ahead of us like Houston, the Colts, um, Denver uh, in the AFC, and then teams like Chicago um, and the Cardinals who will play. So that might shape itself out. Um, You know, teams like that, they, you know, some of them may go quarterback, but some of them, you know, won't go quarterback. So, you know, because say if we, the Rams, a team like the Rams, they're at five wins the same as us, but it's safe they finish below us and we finish with a better record than them, those could be one of the teams that scoop up a guy like maybe Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, you know, right from under our noses. So, you know, those are things to just keep in mind when it when it comes to that front. But um, that was a, you know, that, that, that kind of got me ready for the, the, the draft a little bit. But we still got two games left, so I can get him out of myself. But talking about the NFL draft is always fun. But anywho, you guys will have to wait a little bit for that fun. Wait a couple of weeks, but that fun will begin here sooner than you know but that is gonna wrap it up for a wednesday hump day is it wednesday today's tuesday all right my my days are all mixed up but i just they all come together at this point but that'll do it for a tuesday edition yeah today's tuesday it's weird it was weird um it, it feels like it should be wednesday but it's tuesday anywho that will wrap it up for a tuesday edition of Peachtree Football. Make sure you guys like this podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to Peachtree Football wherever you get your podcast. That's Apple Podcasts, that's Spotify, that's the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcast, Peachtree Football is there. So for Bo Morgan, aka Squid Billy, I'm Dylan Matthews. We will talk to you guys again on 
Wednesday or Thursday. We'll, 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 we're going to figure it out because we had to ra- arrange things around here for the holidays. So. Talk to you again later this week. How about that? We'll, we'll talk to you again later this week. We can't guarantee that. <laughs> but, uh, hey, until we talk to you guys, next, next time we talk to you guys, we will take our first look at the Arizona Cardinals and the, the Trace McSorley-led <laughs> Arizona Cardinals. And uh, we'll take a look at them. We'll keep talking about, obviously, all things Atlanta Falcons, any Falcons news and notes that might come up between now and then. But until that happens again, for Bo Morgan, I'm Dylan Matthews. Until we talk to you guys next time, peace.